Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast called In the Mind of Others. And I do want to say thank you to Mark Polymeropoulos for coming on my previous episode. Uh, that episode is so interesting, and I really hope that you get a chance to either watch or listen. Uh, I very much enjoyed having Mark on, and I know he enjoyed coming on and speaking to everybody. So thank you, Mark. Uh, I do want to say thank you to my next guest. Uh, this is Zareda. And uh, I've known Zareda for quite a few years now, I'd say. I think so. And uh, it's an absolute honor to know her. And she's coming on uh, to really talk about the work of social work. I think that's fair to say, right? That's a good generalization. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Depending on which avenue you're taking. Exactly. Her. Exactly. And uh, we're going to have a good conversation, really get into that. And uh, I hope everybody gets something from this because I know that's her goal. Um, so... Another thing I do want to say about Zareda real quick is uh, her volunteering in the community is huge, and I'm sure you're going to see that in our conversation. <laughs> so um, I'm going to talk about how you can get involved as well. Okay. Um, sure. First off, I ask everybody this. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. 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 Except for the Zoomies are running oh, around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trying to get here, but we're yeah. good. Parking in the city, uh, I'm sure some of you... No out there no uh can be a little rough sometimes and that's kind of what happened here but it's all good you made all, it yeah and then i got tea exactly yes quality yep. services <laughs> that's right um oh yeah another thing welcome back to my apartment the episode with mark we did a zoom that was very interesting i've never done anything like that yeah. Uh, a little stressful because I'm obviously, <laughs> if you've seen through previous podcasts, I'm horrible with technology. So at least I got this and I'm sticking with it. So it's like a learning opportunity. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Uh, were you worried about coming on here at all? Like yeah. a little nervous? A thousand percent. <laughs> Why? In a good way. Okay. Um, one is your friend, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh my goodness, like what am I going to say? Be yeah. myself. But then yeah. also it's. Had that idea of trying to fit a mole when you are the mole. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It comes sometimes, but right. that and then Eliana says that I'm super passionate. Okay, and I can talk from a passion. So I'm like, all right, let's make sure that I'm not so passionate. Right, right. But that's something I can't hide. So hey. that's the nerves. Hey, you're gonna either get passion or. A little sass. A, a maybe. little sass. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. I'm definitely passionate and all of and the above. And excited. Yes, uh, and honored. Thank okay. you for having me. Of course, of course, absolutely. Um, when I, you were you were one of the people who you know originally was like, hey, I'd love to come on. Um, so I'm glad that you're here. Yeah. Uh, so what is your official job title? For my position, or just as oh my career? Um, as everything. Oh, um, all right. Let's start from from A, letter A. Well, I was labeled. Child of God when I was born. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> that was yeah. my first note. Um, well, through my professional trajectory okay. and where I am at now, I okay. would like to call myself a social dynamic leader. Okay. And um, through that work, I'm able to apply macro social work skills. Okay. Um, it ranges from being involved with the community mm -hmm. to my passion that connects with youth development. Okay. So the way that I approach things is very holistic. Okay. Um, the best way to explain it is I'm very passionate about the, the, the next generation succeeding Correct. and right. their goals and right. having the best quality of life. Yeah. The reality is 
you can fix problems A, mm-hmm. but if you don't look at the other issues A and B mm-hmm. or C, right. then the chances of you creating positive outcomes reduce themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, with that being said, the macro social dynamic um, leader that I am is holistic. Okay. I look at all the different environments that are impacting this one individual. Okay. The micro, that mm-hmm. person, to the macro, um, and internal and external. Right. As far as my actual job title, mm-hmm. I'm the program director at Safe Hope Philly. It's okay. a sports-based youth development organization. Good. Um, doing life skills through soccer. Okay. Know nothing about soccer, but I've <laughs> learned so much now. Yeah. Um, and it ties into my mission of okay. making sure that we look at all different systems or, or different right. aspects that are in, making the whole child and impacting the whole right. child. Right. Right. So really, what it seems is you have an individual and you go through an entire aspect of things that can affect that one individual and you try and help them in each area. Yes. Is that fair to say, right? If I could, I would. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's very important work. Um, and you said you work at uh, Safe Hub. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that that's that volunteer organization as well that we coordinate with yes or? Um, okay. so when you were at the end of the year john it yeah. was a collaboration between the block gives back okay. for their seventh end of the year okay um event that they do and okay. a partnership with safe hub doing it for the second time in north philadelphia okay nice to meet their communities good yeah so it's a definitely a lot of volunteering more because of me yeah, yeah. that makes sense um safe hub is off of a global enterprise model okay and it started off in south africa meeting um, the needs of communities who are heavily impacted by poverty and gang violence and the kids out there didn't have a safe space to play sports Mm -hmm. so they made a safe hub okay off of the safe hub they build into um what they call i believe a precinct and it has like different um life skills different job opportunities or just spaces to rent in business okay um so the leader thought that it'd be great to continue to populate this in different regions. Right. Yeah. So I went off to Europe. We are in Berlin. Oh, wow. And um, it expanded to Philly, where okay. is where they, I got my job. Yeah. And I believe the newest site that they're making is in India. Oh, and okay. And each region has a different focus for mm-hmm. the Safe Hub. Okay. Um, the closest enterprise model is the one that Philly has right now. Okay. Soccer is the catch. Okay. You come, you play yeah. soccer, it's yeah. free, it's fun, but... Families don't really understand what the concept behind it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's much bigger. Right, right. Bigger than what it seems. Yes. Right. Um, is this something that you saw doing your whole life? Like, from when you were a kid? Oof. Is this a dream of yours? It's a really thought-provoking question. Mm-hmm. Because I had to ask myself this. I had a conversation with my best friend about, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how did I get to this? Right, right. And that answer triggered everything I've ever done in my Mm -hmm. life. And I remember everything from being a good friend to not minding my business in school. And the teacher's like, that's not your problem. Don't get involved. But for me, it's, no, I know the truth. Let me help you. Like, right. Um, (laughs) And looking at those interactions of not the child who was troubled, but the child who was trying to help others. Yeah. Um, I think my mom knew her whole life. Okay. There was an incident when I was three, and um, I believe there was a mother who was yelling at her child, mm-hmm. and um, 
because a child wanted to share a chip with me and yeah. the mom just like yelled at him in a oh, different geez. language yeah, yeah um and i only spoke spanish okay so my mom says that in spanish i run a laundromat public i'm going up to this lady like yeah. don't yell at him he was right. trying to be nice right um and my mom trying to like say like you don't do that but yeah my my reaction has always been to this work just act on it yeah. right do yeah. what feels right and hey if you believe in it go for it and do it but yeah. do it in a way that's intentional and mindful of the people you're connecting with correct right i've done that yeah. as, as a baby uh, yeah you know I, I i can't imagine anything else right but i also think it was built into me okay. um i'm the oldest child okay and i've been the example in yeah. my family household right. i have to be there for them i help raise my siblings mm-hmm. because my parents work long hours right right and i translated a lot and oh, did really? a lot of things okay. for my family and so it's kind of like if you really want to look into the trajectory was i meant to be this absolutely mm-hmm. but a lot of that was as a social worker i see that it was influenced too and built okay. into me where Makes sense. i cared for my siblings i care for my family right. i'm the mender and right. the fixer and here I am now fixing and trying to mend other people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I think it was going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's so important because, you know, a lot of people, whatever situation you're in, um, it, especially at a young age, something can really define you mm-hmm. um, for the rest of your life, which Absolutely. I think is exactly what happened to you. Um, what are the qualifications? Um, if somebody said, you know what, I'm watching this podcast and I want to be like her, I want to work where she works, what are the qualifications for your job? Um, and are, is there a college degree re- required? I guess all of that in one. That's a good question, depending on how you look at it. And they're all great questions, right? <laughs> but um, yes, you do need some sort of experience in the field. Okay. So let's focus specifically with Safe Hub for okay. a second. You need to know soccer. Right. I knew very little. Okay. But the social work space, mm-hmm. I had a master's in um, social work through Temple University. Okay. And I'll explain that in a minute as well. And then I have a bachelor's in psychology. So it's thinking about the motor skills and mm-hmm. age development and how that impacts brain development, right. Right. which is important. Um, but then if you remove that and you are a soccer expert and you've mm-hmm. been coaching your whole life yeah, and you have a passion for giving back, right? that makes you an expert in this field. Mm. Okay. The opportunity to be able to lead and direct and receive training. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think all jobs work that way. Right, right. As far as my ambition to be a social dynamic leader through macro social work, mm-hmm. The first route that I took was psychology. Okay. Um, I have a bachelor's in psychology through Muhlenberg College. Um, go Mules. Okay. <laughs> um, but how do I explain? It's a tough, not the how I explain it, but more or less everyone questions like, why did you do psychology mm-hmm. to get to social work? Right, right. Um, and it's simple for me, but to explain someone else, like, it has to make sense. Yeah. There... There's a lot that happens when you're thinking about cognitive behavior and cognitive behavior therapy okay. as a psychologist. And then when you think about the concept of neurobiomechanics mm-hmm. and how the brain is the engine. Right. You have thoughts, you have all these things happening, yeah. um, but that brain connects all of it. Okay. So if it's not correct or you have built habits in it mm-hmm. that aren't healthy for you, yeah. 
it's not necessarily saying that the brain doesn't work and now you're broken, right. which is that label, you're this, you're that, mm-hmm. right? right? It's you're going through an illness, so what do we do? We retrain the brain. Yeah. Now, that's beautiful. You retrain the brain right. and you retrain the behavior, but how do you change brain and behavior without really taking into consideration the actual environment that's impacting mm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The external factors of the family or the right. community. Right. And that's where the social work piece came in. To okay. Me. okay. Understanding the brain, the behavior, the whole yeah. human, and how it's all connected. Yeah. Without labeling, even though everyone can be on a spectrum. For all we know, we're all going through something. You have to be exactly. crazy to be in this field, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, the social work piece is a connector. If I care about your environment as right. much as I care about your health. I can connect with you in that way. It's like, all right, we're doing great. We're having great right. therapies or you are showing up for practice. That's fantastic. Right. How are things at home? Right. Right? Yep. How, how are you really doing at home or do you feel safe? And using those mechanisms to decide, all right, this isn't normal and mm-hmm. removing things that are norm. For example, you could talk about gun violence and children who are living in communities impacted by gun violence. Right. Right. That's a norm for them. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. Until someone says that's actually not normal. Right. And how do we get you to realize that it's not okay? Now, it doesn't mean leave your neighborhood and neglect it. Yeah. More or less, it's what can you do to transform that community now Correct. that you see a problem with that? Right, right. Now, do you so, feel as the, though the work that you're doing is creating a change um, in, in different areas of, of people's lives? If you look at the numbers, sure. Okay. Right. Um, I've connected with so many people, uh-huh. and I I like to say that a smile goes a long way. Yeah. It's so yeah. corny, but it, it really <laughs> does. You don't know if someone was contemplating, okay, like suicide that right. day, right? Right. And your smile was just like, oh, someone recognized me. Yeah. So being in the community and doing events or just having conversations. I don't think I'm saving a life. I'm not a savior. Mm -hmm. But I do believe I'm planting a seed. And whether you use the resource I gave you the day of or later on, that's on you. I I did my due diligence. Yes. Um, But do I believe I'm creating this dramatic transformative change? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think I'm one part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. But unless everyone else gets on the same page with me, it's slow progression or taking three steps forward and hundred back, back yeah you know exactly so it's, exactly it's like a i don't know yeah you you set people up for a chance to succeed mm-hmm. but it's really up to them yes right and it's up i think it's up to them mm-hmm. but it's also up to the supports right mm-hmm. i think one of the concerns in my field is we're all doing great work mm-hmm. Right. It's making my, my cheeks hot. Oh. <laughs> but we're all doing great work right. on paper mm-hmm. or um, when you're taking photos. Right. All right. for photos. Everything looks fantastic. Right. Why is it that with hundreds and thousands of nonprofit in one regional area, mm-hmm. you're still facing the same problems? So I can give you all the tools on my end and connect you to the right resources yeah. and tell you here, now it's on you. Right. Right? Yeah. But if that resource isn't really doing their job and they're not connecting with you, yeah, are you really going to reach out? Right. And I think that's the, the thing. It's you give them their, their resources, but with the hope that 
the other people and are receiving and are intentional about mm-hmm. their services. One of the things that I experienced when I first joined this field was one meeting people where they're at because I would get so frustrated, like, oh my God, yeah, I've set these goals and like it's so easy. Like, mm-hmm. how can you not do it? Right. Um, and what I learned was, okay, yeah, it's easy for you. For you. You had these resources instilled right. in you. You had a foundation. You grew up in a much better position than other people did. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay. So instead of celebrating that they met one goal, mm-hmm. right, out of your expectations, right. celebrate the one goal that meets their expectations that they didn't think they were going to get to right so when you look at that concept and it's like okay that's different they do transfer they change the family change the child changes the community changes right but the problem is when that worker is burned out Mm. and then guess what that worker finds another job yeah now this family is left with one less resource one less resource mm-hmm. or another person comes in yeah this person's not like the other person Correct. and you're probably the 20th person that's come to that person's house by this point, point i'm tired yeah i don't care for it and it's not necessarily like you know generational poverty and that's a whole different conversation but it yeah. is generational problems Correct. because of specific resources that are not really intentionally providing services that they need to yeah or for the longevity that they need to yeah that's jeez that's a that's a good point yeah yeah um something and you when you were talking about that you you know you said uh it made me remind me of i don't know if you had seen it but mikey morrow's podcast episode when he was um he was addicted to drugs at one point and Mm -hmm. you know I, i i thought about how it's easy for people who aren't addicted to drugs to say hey come on get up like 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 mm-hmm. stop doing that mm-hmm. but then when you're in that position it's totally different and i assume it's going to be the same way for somebody who may be struggling um you know and as a social worker some other worker may say hey here's the resource like let's go let's go get it done but you don't know what they're going right. through um yeah i think that's huge i think it's a good um point to make with substance abuse mm-hmm so when you have great support systems mm-hmm. and they're like, you have all these resources and funding, like why, right. why is it that you can't feel better? Right. One of the problems is through statistics and research, we believe that certain methods or mm-hmm. certain um, treatments are going to work for right. you and it's generalized to that public. Right. Maybe you're that special one, mm-hmm. that 1% that this treatment is not going to work on. So... Right. It's being adaptive about that. Yeah. I don't know and can't speak for everyone being that way. Right. But it's challenging. And now, mind you, this is a treatment that's four months on. Yeah. When you think about what's happening in the community um, and you're receiving public health services, mm-hmm. the treatment is not that long. Right. It's until you get better. And they say it takes up to, I believe, 12 weeks to build a habit or to remove a bad habit, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm only getting treatment for three weeks, Mm -hmm. you've probably just touched the surface for me to just relapse again. Right. Or you put me in for 12 weeks after I've removed a cycle, but now I need another 12 weeks to build new habits in lieu of that, right? Right, right. If we're not doing that, Mm -hmm. you're, you're... Really start, rebuilding yeah. the cycle of life of right. trauma, impact issues, drug, substance abuse. Yeah, people don't really think about it that way. But right. then when you put it on the other end, well, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know because it's yeah. true. It's financial expenses. Yeah. Um, 
detrimental, no spaces. So you could look at it half empty or half full or from the space of like there's separate issues that are impacting people and we have to meet people where they're at. Right. What does that mean for us and what do those services need to look like moving yeah. forward? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, one question I did want to ask you is, hmm. um, is there ever a time that you thought you made the wrong choice in choosing this career? <laughs> um, they say if you don't think that way, then you're not doing a good job. <laughs> right. I think fitness does that. And yeah. the army said it. Like, if you're not regretting signing up today, yeah, then yeah. you're not where you're supposed to be. Right, at, of course. Right? Um, but no, a, a thousand percent. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I definitely doubted. Yeah. Um, not my passion. Okay. My love for it is there. Yeah. I think the doubt comes for how underappreciated we are. And in a social work space, I'll speak for myself, mm -hmm. technically we're all the same. Mm -hmm. You can put us all and we all care. Mm -hmm. But there are macro social workers, which are the community-based ones working with nonprofits, private sectors, and connecting right. with the individual as a whole. Okay. Um, and doing group sessions and group connections. Yeah. Then you have your micro, right. your one-on-one -on -one therapist who's just you know, connecting with you and loves doing that and talking about theories right. and um, therapy sessions and with treatment plans, right? So one of them gets paid more than the other. Okay. Once they're well off. Right. The macro social worker is not seen, it's it's not like a corporate position. Okay. Where someone who is a manager is probably making more money than a director who's mm. a social worker. Interesting. Um, benefits are not there. Okay. And one of the concepts that I've learned to try to explain to others is we are trying to help people improve their quality of life mm -hmm. and to progress right. and have the great things in life that we all deserve. Right. However, we're not providing these workers yeah. with that quality of life to also progress. Right. So in reality, I think of it as hypocrisy. Mm. How dare you tell me to better my life, but you're struggling right. just as much as I am. And it's yeah. the concept of, not that I'm better off and I need to be better than you, but when you're thinking of vicarious trauma yeah. and connecting with people, hearing their stories and then going home and you're also struggling financial right like financially then where's the break for you yeah and you do feel high burnout yeah for limited wages right. or limited compensation and then you're seeing your friends who are like here lawyers mm -hmm. or they're um traveling the world or yeah. they're branding and marketing and yeah i'm charging like 75 dollars an hour yeah. but i'm like <laughs> <laughs> must be nice <laughs> I'm yeah. salary and I don't get overtime, but yeah. then I think about my purpose mm -hmm. and I would be bored mm -hmm. anywhere else. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, I'll struggle. But right. there have been many times where I've contemplated going for office okay. for the simple fact of speaking my mind the way it is. Yeah. Um, but to also to advocate for social service providers mm -hmm. in the human service space. Right. It's I think if there was quality in there, then there'd be quality in the work that's happening in, right. in the communities. Right. But you don't have enough of us, can't pay us as, as, as much as we deserve. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've contemplated, but I wouldn't change it. I, right. This is this is my calling. Yeah. Um, 
I have this thing, this mission statement for myself that mm-hmm. if I'm not helping people and connecting mm-hmm. with people, then I'm not fulfilling my life's purpose and I'll mm-hmm. die empty. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's true to me. Yeah. I need to be around people or I need to get people to... At, my goal is to help people see how they can help. Right. Or right. help me help others. I don't necessarily expect everyone to be me yeah. by no means, <laughs> but it's... Through my work, hopefully I'm planting a seed in you to mm-hmm. fill my life purpose right. through your path. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, real random question, but did you have you ever thought about running for office? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have. Okay. Okay. Um, At I, what level? I'm, like the local level or maybe go state? Oof, I thought of state. Mm-hmm. I At first I thought local because I had a... Not a vendetta. It's not a proper word to say. Yeah. But I had a I had a lot of thoughts as okay. someone's leadership, and I, I'm like, I could do better. I've seen the work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined New Leaders Council. I want to say in 2018. Okay. Was it? Yes, 2018 to 2019. Okay. Right before the pandemic, I yeah. believe. Right. Um, or is it 2020? I don't even know. <laughs> around then. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially what that fellowship is about is preparing yourself to be a leader, whether it's running for office okay. or supporting those running for office hmm. through community work and advocacy okay. um, and representing progression. Right. So in that, I'm like, should I do this? Mm-hmm. Should I really go for this? And I had people who were like, you'd be great. And then I'm like, but it's so... unintended political right right um but then when you're up there it seems like you're coerced based on people's preferences and needs Mm -hmm. and i think i would not survive Mm. in the sense of either i will be fired (laughs) right or um i will quit because i don't conform yeah right i don't want to appease you and then go against my values and i think that's where the the stress is for me is if i did go would i lose a piece of me or would Mm -hmm. i be turning my back in in the current support systems that i've built right right right. or would i be going against those i love and Mm -hmm. what does that look like and that's what i don't want to get to because it's it gets to that level where you say something and it's misconstrued or you're a part of a specific party and now you're totally against me. Right. And that's the frustration. What if I'm just me? I show up and I'm your representative. This is what I care about. And don't associate me with my preference um, of party. Yeah. Associate me with what I really want to do for you. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. Right. I know. So I I don't, I don't think I I will. I keep hearing it. Someone said I should go for mayor. There's no way I'm going to be mayor of the city. You guys have seen it. Right now, the city is a mess. A mess. Even if you found a new mayor, it's going to take a few years to see change. So maybe 20 years from now. Okay. When it's peaceful. A little calmer. Okay. I'm speaking into existence. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great Philly one day. It's going to be good. Um, (laughs) In your answer before that last one, you had said something about the army um hmm. and for anybody out there that doesn't know um Zareta was in the military um and to all of our military men and women thank you um, past and present thank you very much our country is forever indebted to you um did your military service uh, affect your choice of your career yes okay um 
So little old me, I can share a story. Okay. I was told go to college mm-hmm. or get or get out the house. Like oh. that's pretty much one way or another, okay. right? And it's yeah. like okay. Yeah. Went to college. Yeah. Community college. Worst mistake of my life. Oh boy. I know it works for some people. Yeah. It's not work for me. I learned okay. differently. Okay. Um and I remember I had all these friends who were like joining the service mm-hmm. and their life is great and they're traveling and I'm like, what am I what am I doing here? Yeah. Like I I wasn't prepared for 13th grade, which is why community college didn't function for me. Mm-hmm. And I also don't learn in large environments. Right. So I'm here thinking I'm failing. And the reality was my parents set me up for success, mm-hmm. but my parents didn't have the tools to prepare me for that success, which right. that's fine. They did the best they could with what they did. Right. Um, so I said, okay, here it is. I need a backbone. And I joined the army to find my backbone when what i mean by that is my confidence mm-hmm. like who am i right what is, who am i alone yeah with people i don't know what what does that look like right right and it was the best decision of my life good um life hasn't been perfect yeah. right and I've, I've grown and i evolved and i've gone through my lessons but had i not joined the military i highly doubt that i would be here today Hmm. because it gave me purpose um it allowed me to decide the crowds that i wanted to be with who i wanted to associate myself with but then on top of that i chose i was very selective with my service Mm -hmm. um they try to give me all these different jobs that i didn't want Mm -hmm. and i chose human resource okay Um, and the reason why i said it's like well this this is applicable right i can help people i learn about administration and giving you everything you need to succeed in the admin world right 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 a transferable skill and then after that i deployed i'm not going to count guantanamo bay as a deployment but i do i was overseas in nine months so let me just say i didn't know if i could say that you were deployed to guantanamo um if anybody doesn't know what guantanamo bay is um, don't come for me it's (laughs) it's a uh it's a prison for some of the most deadliest um, terrorists in all the world. I think yes. that's fair to say, right? Yes. And it's not the same Guantanamo that has been portrayed in the news. It's mm-hmm. definitely changed. Okay. Um, so I hear those. I understand. I was too against it when I found out. Right. But these people, the people that are there, were currently deserve yeah. to be there, unfortunately, right. because right. Of, of stories, right? But right. Um, on the back end, people don't know that it's like a duty station. So hmm. this is why it's like you didn't really deploy, because for active duty mm-hmm. soldiers or personnel, mm-hmm. it's a tour of duty. It's okay. a destination. Oh, wow. um, for reserves, mm-hmm. it is active duty. You are deploying, okay. right? Um, so some people are stationed there permanently for a few years. Others okay. are deploying, right? And there is. On the other side of things, there's like a supermarket, there's restaurants. And what people don't know is um, they are offering jobs to, if I'm not mistaken, people who are from Vietnam, Mm -hmm. people who are from Jamaica. So there's a lot of those people working there and supporting like the military troops. So it's like really interesting place to be in. Yeah. Um, But I needed to go to Guantanamo Bay. Mm -hmm. The best way to put it is i didn't have 
the greatest support system okay um to say it very lightly mm-hmm. and i didn't have the greatest experience the best part of that deployment was eliana mm-hmm. um my first sergeant mm-hmm. and the community work that i was able okay. to do okay so through his leadership which he didn't have to step up to the plate the way he did mm-hmm. but he did he showed me that I wanted to be a community worker. Right, right. There was a need. The sergeant major was like, we need a president of our Guantanamo Bay community club, wow. engagement club. And he's like, well, that's you. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. Great, first sergeant. Not, right. It's not even a choice. It's you're voluntold. Yeah, exactly. You, yep. you're, you wanted something to do. Right. Here you go. Right. And I took it out the park i had people going to the beaches cleaning up the beaches and that's where i learned about like even though i learned about pollution in the past but one thing is seeing it on tv and another thing is being in the island and seeing how much of that pollution washes up to the shore right another thing is there's a senior home there oh really don't know that volunteering and dancing with the seniors that are living in guantanamo bay okay um we were what else did we do we did Easter events and like holiday events. We did oh, a parade. Awesome. So I even did fundraising and auctioning things. Okay. Things that I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, but I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I came back home, because my first, when I went to, when I started college, I was just in generals. Okay. And Muhlenberg, I was in the West Coast School. Okay. Shout out to Jane Hudock, the best, the best, the best mentor. Yeah. Um, small classrooms. I, I would go back if I could. It was mm. just such a great experience academically. Wow. But um, I remember I came home and I'm like, I fell in love with this. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's try psychology. Like she, she walked through what I liked about it and right. what it meant to make me happy. Right. And how that helps the brain. She's like, you should do this. And I tried it and boom, it, it, it was obviously not easy, but it was yeah. up, up, up from... The service, and I do believe, and some people aren't going to be too happy. I don't know. Maybe they are. Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I think everyone needs structure. Uh-huh. Sometimes your home isn't going to provide you that. Right, right. Or sometimes you have negative structure. Yeah. And I'm not going to act like the military is beautiful and perfect. Right. It's very hard for females. There's things that just females should not go through, and mm-hmm. you hear the stories and soldiers, yeah. right? But yeah. If you navigate the space well, and if you have at least a decent, good experience, mm-hmm. the transformation for you is one you're not going to find anywhere oh, because wow. you're taught to really survive under pressure. Yeah, yeah. If you can do this, the rest is cake. Right. Can't speak about basic now. <laughs> I just know that base. Even when I'm, I was in basic. Yeah. I know those who have been in the army from like 1990s and 80s. You guys had it hardcore. Yeah. I know I had it light, but that was enough for me to right. feel like, oh, crap, this is a real deal. Like, yeah. If I don't make it, right. I'm a sore loser. <laughs> like, I need to toughen up and yeah. get out of here. I think people need that. Yeah. And maybe life gives that to you in different spaces. Right. For me, it was the army. Yeah. You know? And that's okay. That's awesome. What did... um. How do I put this? What is it like um, enlisting in the military as a female? Are there different challenges than what a male would have to go through? And as you stated, you know, we've heard the stories um, of treatment of women. Is a lot of that 
uh, blown out of proportion? Is it right in line with what maybe you had gone through or, or had seen or heard of? Um, well, I think the military is challenging for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'll start off with males. Okay. Right? And then I'll break it down to the females. I yeah. think there's such a stigma attached to masculinity. Mm-hmm and being macho and not being one with your feelings Mm -hmm. um depending on the service that you're in it's tough yeah and it's pretty much joining a sorority Mm -hmm. or um like a frat or like a frat like back in the day you were being bullied into this right right toughen up don't say nothing you're good to go and i know from different males or just experiences Mm -hmm. that this is still like hazing is still happening okay um bullying is still happening and suicide Mm -hmm. in the military for males is extremely high Mm. and suicide in general and forces and this is where that's why like i have a genuine soft spot for police officers mental health is a stigma to not really talk about it's a taboo right um so I do feel bad for male in the military mm-hmm. where they can't express their feelings or they're taught to be tough and like very yeah. tough and macho, right? Macho, right? Or right. Um, the concept of being bullied into doing things that are not like you to getting wasted and now developing an, um, an alcohol disorder mm-hmm. and right substance abuse disorders right. and right. or losing a sense of who you are and your families because of things that happen. Like, yeah. No one knows anything, right? right? Right. But it's the pressure. It really, there is, there is things that do happen to the men that don't, they're not really talking about. Right. And that's one, just general males. But yeah. we're talking about men who identify as being gay or mm-hmm. um, whatever their identity may be. It's also challenging in that and too, mm-hmm. right? I remember that when I joined, some people were still scared of identifying if they were a part of the LGBTQA community. Hmm. So for a male, mm-hmm. that's a lot much, that's much harder to be accepted. Okay. For a woman, you're yeah. sexualized immediately for identifying as, as a part of the community. Okay. So aside from that, right. as a woman in the military, you're, I, I believe a part of my strength comes from not being torn apart Mm. from the things i experienced and i didn't i by the grace of of god and honestly just Mm -hmm. life and what i was being street smart Mm -hmm. some things i didn't have to experience and i'm extremely grateful because there's horrible horrible stories of things that women do experience in the military Mm. and wow it's true yeah the name will be well you asked for it Mm. right yeah no one asks to be raped or abused um unless you're into that kinky things and to each their own right but no one asks for that Mm -hmm. as a woman that's the problem well you asked for this you you were flirting with me that's not this isn't this what you wanted Mm -hmm. and you look at that when you're thinking about people being in the same level of rank okay when it's your superior Mm -hmm. challenging you sexually and being upset or disappointed that you didn't meet their expectation right and then that impacting your work yeah that's when it gets hard because it's now hard. it's like i'm not good at my job yeah i'm just a sex symbol mm. um right right 
I if I don't meet the sexual desire or need or act according to my gender role, then mm-hmm. I'm seen as a diva or disrespectful to authority. Right. And that's where it gets sad. I I believe women or women identifying individuals in the military who have joined have at least encountered one form of sexual harassment. Okay. Okay. Has to, whether they heard about it or knew about it or didn't even know that they were having conversations because that's what happens. Yeah. Where they'll rate you, they will say they'll screw you with the bag over your head. Mm. And it's still like it's, it's still sexualization, which is why it's scary for many women who are overseas if they're not aware of their surroundings. Like there's a thing, battle buddy. Okay. Anywhere you go, have a battle buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't need a battle buddy. Right. Overseas, you. Probably want to consider having a battle really? buddy because okay. things happen. There's mm-hmm. cases, crime junkie, um, morbid. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Vanessa Guillen and her story. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's women who have deployed to Afghanistan mm-hmm. who have gone missing or have died in combat. Mm-hmm. No one really knows how or what. And I think the major problem of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the police department, there's like a system mm-hmm. of processing right. HR complaints, right? Right. But it's meant to protect the police department mm-hmm. still. Right. The military has the same process. Okay. However, since there isn't really, although they say there is, but there really isn't a higher law authority, mm-hmm. you just have your MPs, your military right. police, your um, your investigation team. Mm. Philadelphia police doesn't know what happened. Mm. Right. Philadelphia, like... The investigators, the FBI isn't aware of what's really happening mm-hmm. unless it's major. So if evidence goes missing, evidence goes missing. Right. And or somehow, some way, someone always knows. Mm. There is, you are trained, we are trained each year with so much sexual harassment, suicide prevention, all these great things. Right. And told the structure to reporting. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you follow the structure or not. The female or anyone who reports, somehow, some way, it mm-hmm. gets out. Mm. And the goal is it's not supposed to get out. Right, right. But it does. So what happens? You don't trust the system, so you don't report it. Right. And then now that we report something, well, no one said anything. No one felt safe to say anything. Safe to say anything, yeah. Right? And it's right. It, that's the back and forth. So one of the things I know that... um the the Vanessa Game family was trying to do is shift the policies mm-hmm. to be able to also get other departments involved Correct. to investigate, which that's a game changer. It yeah. should have always been that way. Right. Um, and think another thing is too removing the taboo and the stigma behind it where you join a service, you're supposed to toughen up or things are going to happen. Yeah, things are going to happen. Right. But you've joined a service to feel safe, mm. to, to gain a new skill, to feel strong. Yeah. Not to be broken down to feel strong, to know mm-hmm. that it can't be as bad as right, this. Right. And again, that's the negative side of yeah. it because there's so many memories that you build out and right. friendships that are unforgettable. You you do build a band of brothers and sisters. Like, yeah. We ride, we die together. Like right. I hate you today. Right. But if we go <laughs> down the line, we're coming home. Like yeah, you yeah. are coming home with me. Yep. And. I think that's where some of that camaraderie also kind of is used against mm-hmm. people. Right. We're like, 
why do you mean to hurt you? It's not that serious. Like, come on. Right. Right. right? We're still going to promote them to sergeant. It's right. okay. Yeah. It's like, well, what about me? Right. Or, or what about them? Yeah. So I, I think it's it's a it's a very hard space for a woman mm-hmm. to navigate. Okay. Um, okay. But I do believe it. it does make you stronger yeah right i don't think anyone's deserving yeah um it is not easy i know that when i was in basic and i believe this is still a thing Mm -hmm. there's people who go to basic to run away from life Mm -hmm. and i think that's the concept of like why are you going to the military right what is really your mission you're going to college are you running from something right are you trying to succeed um if you don't know why you're doing it and you're just doing it to get away, mm-hmm. that means your mental health is at a very negative space. Right, right. And some of those individuals join winding up being extremely depressed and contemplating suicide. Mm, okay. Um, so I do believe to join, you have to have a game plan or a specific mind for it. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I believe it should be institutionalized somehow, some way. Right. Um, you, there needs to be a sense of discipline and balance, but yeah. it really isn't yeah. for everybody. Not right. not everyone should join or encourage people to join because they, they did it and they were successful. Yeah, Someone's telling you they don't want to join and their reason's valid, mm-hmm. then by all means respect that because the last thing I think some families face is the regret. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that there's a lot of, in the past, immigrant families who've joined. Okay. Because... Once their child goes in, it gives them an opportunity to come up. That mm-hmm. child can bring their family, right? Right. But then that child's discriminated against, they're abused, or they go missing. Yeah. And it's like, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, right. was it really, really worth it? Or yeah. should you just let them do what they wanted to do in the first place? Right. The way that was, was, was uh, my goodness, was right. meant for them. You know, I, I think it's, it's very sad, you know, Somebody who enlists in the military, they should have to worry about the enemy mm. um, targeting them, not their superior or not another person in the military. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah, it's just horrible. Um, you had touched on it a little bit, but is there anything about your military service that you would want others to know about before they enlist? And the reason I said you kind of already answered that a little bit. Uh, about warning <laughs> yeah yeah make sure you read that fine print um get ready for the duck walk oh boy yeah stuff like <laughs> stuff like that you know um doesn't have to be anything crazier i mean it could be like you said the duck walk whatever the heck that is Google uh, it. yeah you, might, you, you want a list you might want to start uh start with that um is there um, anything before anybody especially a female would do your research okay so i was gonna do the marines first okay wow it was my brother's dream, though, and that's why I didn't. That okay. was one. My yeah. brother, for as long as I know, wanted to do the Marines. Okay. I did the Army. We already explained why. Right. Um, and then I learned that they have to swim. And if mm. anyone knows, I don't swim. I almost died by a shark. Like, uh, it yeah. saved me. <laughs> that's right. um, and I remember that was the deciding factor for me that, nope. Yeah. Army, hello, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, learn the services that you're going to join and what their mission and foundation is based okay. off of, right? right? Right. And see if that's what your liking is. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't do mines in the Marines. Because yeah. <laughs> they didn't think they had to do water stuff, but they did. Right. <laughs> um, I would make sure, I'm sorry, recruiters, 
I'm so sorry. Make sure that you know when you're signing up. Um, just like any salesperson, you have yeah. to meet your quote. Right. And just like recruitment and any space, you need to fill certain roles up. Yeah. And if you don't, the money goes. Right. Yep, yep. So what happens is if you are someone who just wants to join the service <laughs> and you don't have any specifics, you're going to get the truck driver, the cook. And these are the jobs that not ever. And, and I love cooks. My best friends are cook in the military. But yeah. these are the jobs right. that not everyone wants. So yeah. if you're signing up at the end of the year. Right. This is what they got left. Mm. So make sure that you know what you're interested in. Look up yeah. the, the job, the skill set. Right. Um, look up the requirements because that's how long your training will be. Okay. And um, now for those who don't know, if you go to the service, it is um, equivalent to, I believe, depending on where you're at, a associate's and bachelor's degree. Oh, wow. I didn't know so, that. Okay. Definitely opportunities there. Yeah. So depending on what you pick, it is transferable. So if you want to be a nurse or a medic or x-ray technician, awesome. like really cool things to do. Good. Military, police, criminal justice, yeah. human resource or business administration. Right. There's paralegal. So many things that transfer nice. over now. So look, look, look deeply, do your research and <laughs> do not sign the contract until you're ready. Um, lastly, the ASBAB. I don't know if the policy changed. Okay. Please go to sleep before you take the ASBAB. Um, I got the worst grade. I was like, what? Which is why I couldn't get all the jobs that I wanted. Uh -huh. But your ASBAB determines the range of jobs that are available to you. Okay. So sometimes it's not the recruiter. I got you. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's not the recruiters, right? It's you got to do better on this test, right? right? Um, so if you score higher more opportunities you score lower you get yeah. less opportunities yeah. <laughs> or the bottom of the barrel right um so study sleep well and if you're not ready to take it take your time mm -hmm. the job's always going to be there yeah i think lastly um if you're concerned about tattoos or you're concerned about a, mm. a charge yeah or a misdemeanor or something right um don't throw it out the window. Okay. Go talk to a recruiter. Yeah. There's ways around it, depending yeah. on what the charges are, or depending on um, what your concerns are. They yeah. they can always do something for you, especially right. if they need to meet a quote. True. But oh, last thing. Yes. <laughs> Some parents are gonna hate me. If you're 18, and this is what you really want to do, talk mm -hmm. to your parents about it. If your parents don't feel like you are ready to do it. Take your time and make your decision and speak to people who are in the service and get mm. feedback. Correct. If you're 19 and you still want to do it, go for it. Yeah. The, yeah. the best advice that I've gotten because I grew up religious and I remember there's some mom was like, oh, ever since you joined the army, you've changed your mind and you've done this. And it's mm. the service didn't change my views on things. If anything, the service opened my mind. Okay. Right. And it's not that I changed my belief system. It's more of. I was open to other people's beliefs, values, and things. Yeah. Now, my decision to change my belief system right. has nothing to do with the military because <laughs> I was in church every Sunday because I love church. I had my break. Yeah. But I say that to say the, the thing is your parents are always going to say something and they want an expectation for you to meet. Mm -hmm. And you've been molded to right. be this person. 
once unfortunately once they pass what do you have left yeah their mold or you right so if this is what you want to do and you're sure of it defend your case yeah sign up do your deed yeah and be proud of yourself right you know right absolutely absolutely um all right we're gonna switch away from the military sorry aspect for a little bit one thing um that i do want to ask you is just like any profession um there are some negative connotations towards social workers um Mm -hmm. and the reason is i feel a lot of people don't know what social workers do Mm -hmm. um how does that make you feel even Um, just me saying it and you know me but I think it's very valid, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've, <laughs> I was going to school mm-hmm. when everything was happening mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm. I did not even feel appreciated <laughs> by my group of people, right? And I think that goes to your question of people don't know, mm-hmm. right. um, and judging a book by its cover just based on a belief or a value, right? So to those individuals, I say connect with the person. Mm-hmm. And as a social worker, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I am probably, if not with a small group of us, one of the most open-minded individuals okay. because of the environment I've grown up in. And I think that's where the stigma is, is social workers by ethics, because mm-hmm. um, we have to follow our... National Association of Social Work Code of Ethics. Okay. We're meant to be open-minded. Yeah. We are, it's instilled in us to okay. be advocate and activist in yeah. a way that is inclusive and not creating alienation. Right. Um, is everyone perfect? No. Do people have their own values and beliefs? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where it goes back down to is people have this concept of social workers are out here to start fights or to like... <laughs> Shake things up and burn the place down. Yeah. Yes, to yeah. an extent, um, but not not all the time. I, as a social worker, I'm more about making sure everyone has a seat on my table. Yeah. That everyone is cared for. Correct. Um, as a social worker, if I have mental health issues, mm-hmm. as a social worker, I have traumas that I've yeah. gained from other people's traumas. Right. Um, why would I exclude other people yeah. from that concept as well based mm. on their career choice? And I, that's right. where I see it is we're all going through something. We all have something happening in our lives that's right. caused a reaction. Yeah. Um, we all have a story Yeah. and that story could have built a value or yeah. build a belief system and all right, do I fight you? Right, and sometimes I may because it's a learning experience, right? Right, or do I find the way to have a conversation with you to educate you and pray that maybe through this conversation there's some change Mm -hmm. and that applies to the person I'm giving treatment to? Yeah, like if I'm a therapist, I can meet with you 10 times, and 10 times you're still doing the same exact things that got you here, right? You're paying my bills, thank you, yeah, but is it really helping? Um, so I, I think. Really connect with the social worker and okay. look at the different types of social workers. There are social workers who work in corporations to yeah. 
increase diversity, equity, and inclusion and to create welcoming safe spaces. Right. There are social workers who work for the police department mm-hmm. and their job is to make sure that they're safe. Now, I believe that the Philadelphia Police Department needs to figure out a better way to support their officers mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. It's one of my biggest concerns yeah. Um, yeah. in the military space as well. Mm-hmm. And I, you also have social workers who are in the hospitals yeah. and their yeah. job is to make sure that if a child comes in or someone's in and they need services they connect with them yeah there are social workers everywhere right. and there's different specialties now what's different about these social workers is some of them are activists mm-hmm. all of us are activists to an, all social workers are activists based on what they care about okay i could be an activist for veterans mm-hmm. and supporting their rights making sure that they're seen right or I could be an activist for making sure that everyone's seeking mental health services, which includes everyone in that process, all yeah. of us, right? Yeah. Or I could be an activist for um, animals, and I'm a social worker for pets and pet therapy. Correct. So it's it's a there's so much to do in the space, yeah. and it's what you make of it. Right. But also, there's a lot of good. I've um, I remember I'll share I had therapy mm-hmm. with a therapist who was I'm gonna put her stuff out there, but she was in the military mm-hmm. and she was pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. And I remember I left that session thinking, how the hell is it that you're serving our people? Like at this point, you could very well push someone to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Based on a belief. Right. Right. right? And it was like, you know, you you're what you make of yourself and Either you decide to sit in this or move on, and yeah, that's fine. But yeah. if someone's in a very vulnerable space, right. you got to find a way to get them to that gun haul mindset of yeah. you're going to get through this. You yeah. got to just pick or choose. Absolutely. Um, so there's some social workers out there that are very questionable. Yeah. On every spectrum. Right. Of it. Right. We're not that bad. I'm yeah. not bad. Um, <laughs> I volunteer. I like to learn, and I remember there was a time where I was quiet. Like I said, in, in my school space. Yeah. Um, because my background and, you know, right. beyond being a cop and it's like, crap, everyone hates me. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I guess I'll share a vulnerability in this space with you. It's, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I belonged as a social worker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's a right and wrong way of being a social worker? Like, what? Yeah. And then I didn't know if my partner was happy because my partner is now thinking that I'm a social worker and I'm completely against cops. And it's mm-hmm. like well, you don't want me, they don't want me. Mm -hmm. And then at my job, and it's like talking about specific topics, but I couldn't be myself. So it was a a very hard time as a human to be like, doesn't matter what I say, everyone either is going to be mad at me or think that I'm mad at them. Mm. And So you're kind of stuck in the middle. You're stuck and you're reactive. Right. Like you're triggered by Mm -hmm. what people say or you feel misunderstood and... I, th- I believe I needed to experience that to just say, no, this is what I believe in. This is what I care about. Right. If you don't believe in it, that's on you. Yeah. We could work together and move on. But had I not experienced that, I wouldn't be able to speak that way or yeah. feel confident in saying, yeah, my partner is an officer mm-hmm. and I'm a social worker. Like, ha- yeah. make that make sense. Right. Why doesn't it make sense? And I'm mm-hmm. a veteran mm-hmm. and so is she. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and we're also like a minority just by being LGBTQIA, right? And it's all these things where once you say these different isms, mm-hmm. now you're normal. And that's what puts 
me in a different box of I don't need to hear the validating factors that make you a part of right. me. Like you're not one of us. Yeah. You're always one of me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether we are in the same box or not. Right. I will always connect with you in that level because yeah. I never want anyone to feel like they don't belong. Mm. That's the worst feeling yeah. for anybody or to right. make them feel like they're disgusting or how dare you think that way. Mm-hmm. I yeah. get it. Not everyone's perfect, but what that does to someone's mental health goes against anything related to mental health services yeah. and social work. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. 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 I think it's so important. You know, you don't have to have the biggest seat at the table, but just to have a seat mm-hmm. means something. Um, when you wake up in the morning, is there one thing that, and when you're ready to go to work, you say, all right. Today's the day. Today's going to be a good day. Is there something about your job that you truly, truly enjoy doing? Oh. I believe that ever since that experience that I shared with you, Mm -hmm. through my work, I've been able to mix worlds. Mm. And people don't always know that that's what I'm doing, but I'm intentionally doing things on purpose to show that things can work together Mm, okay um and that gives me peace peace of mind peace that i'm living in my purpose authentically and intentionally and also that i'm demonstrating to community members that i'm thinking of you in all aspects from mental health services to safety to resources right um and it, it gives me a sense of pride yeah. and joy that I'm able to do that. I think it was an event that I was at right now. I think mm-hmm. I was, I did the back to school event. Okay. And a mom came up to me and said, this hasn't happened for our community in a very long time. Mm. And this has never happened to the extent that it did. Wow. I didn't do it for the numbers and the glamour and how good I did it specifically for that one mom mm-hmm. that felt and felt seen and heard. Yeah. When I do that, I do it for them. But I'm not excluded from them. I'm right. we're us. It's us. Right. So when I'm bringing in volunteers, I want you to have a sense of purpose if this connects yeah. you to things. And also in that it's that human experience. You're not any less or more than I am mm-hmm. based on your background and your demographics and where you're at in, in the community, right? Yeah. That's the purpose that I feel is everyone just comes in as one. Right. Whether you're receiving the resources or I'm providing it to yeah. you. And that gives me that that keeps me going. Yeah. My Good. honestly for months if I'm burning out yeah. and there's something coming up and it's like, all right, right, this is gonna be that one day where I get my high and it's yeah. I'm super thrilled that I was able yeah. to do this for everyone. Right. But it's draining. But I yeah. love it. Good. No, that, that's that's awesome. I think it's so important that you have a career uh, that you fulfill that sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And one thing that this podcast is really about is, you know, I I want to help people with this podcast, but just as you said, even if it's just that one person. And so with this episode, even if it's just one person uh, that it helps, and uh, I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I the feel value. exactly correct. Yeah, yep. That's that's what it's about. You know, some people 
they're going to be on the mountaintop every single day. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're going to be in the valley. Um, some people are going to be working through, you know, either which way. Um, but as long as there's something or someone that can say, hey, I can help you up, um, I think it's huge. Yeah, it's being a tool. Right. That, that's what I, I, at least, that's what they don't say about social workers. Mm-hmm. We wear hundreds of hats. Yeah, right. And the reason behind it is selfless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm learning this. I know someone in this department or at, I, I right. know somebody. Right. Let me help you. Yeah. That's that one person. Huge. But that one person giving you this one resource to help you yeah. intentionally went out and connected with hundreds of people mm. to okay. be able to make your life better. Right. Right. Um, are there organizations that people who are watching, um, if, <laughs> if they want to come volunteer, mm-hmm. um, do you have a website? Do you have any anything that we can give them that they can say, "Hey, I live in you know Philadelphia. I want to come out and volunteer." Mm-hmm. Anything like that? Um, I'm gonna drop some names. So the block is back. A really great nonprofit, um, Generate Dugers, and they do great work authentically. Okay. They're always looking for volunteers. Good. Um, either cleaning up communities or feeding the block. Good. Then you have Children's First, and they're pretty much focused on public health for children and um, strengthening families. Good. Children through youth. Mm-hmm. You can join um, their YPAC group. Okay. Um, you can volunteer like Mr. Kevin here did as an elf yeah. and just support a toy drive, um, which is amazing, but they need those supports. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer and help pass legislation, which is also necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Power Circle Mentors, which okay. is out in Frankfurt also. Good. Um, I didn't mention that the block is in Frankfurt, but also on Tour Hill. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Power Circles is always looking for mentors who want to teach youth about financial literature, um, yeah. literacy, um, mentorship. And then there's a lot of, for those who don't know, food pantries. So sharing mm-hmm. excess. Right. There are always looking for people to help um pack foods and deliver foods or just be able to sort things out um share food program cradles to crayon if you want to donate clothes or if you want to help pack clothes and where else there's a lot honestly if you think about it you can volunteer and give back yeah in more ways than one like i think you asked this earlier and I'm going to circle back to it mm-hmm. to give you the answer. You can do this work anywhere, yeah, anytime. Um, you can even do it on your phone. Something fun. For those who don't know, my phone isn't here. I think it's called I um, or my, my, I need to find the name. But it's an app. And you can help someone who is blind. Mm. And they like put their phone camera on and yeah. you can either help them read something. Oh, that's awesome. And it's the most rewarding thing I felt yeah. like doing. I, I, it, the app's amazing. Once we're done, if you want to let me know, I'll put it in the comments yeah. for everybody. Best, the coolest thing, but literally at the touch of your hands. If you don't want to get dirty or do some stuff, yeah. there's so many apps out there. Um, there's an app for youth right now. I think it's called Minder. And essentially what they're looking for is for mentors to just provide like 
quotes or positive affirmations mm. for youth who are in the app and need it. Okay. Um, so there's a lot to do. Good. And Good. for mental health purposes for yourself, I mean, the best volunteer work that you can do to volunteer and give back is help yourself out. Yeah. So yeah. do something for you. Yeah. Paint. Right. <laughs> read a book. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's, as she had stated earlier, um, you don't need... I guess you could say you don't really need an organization to volunteer for if you can't find anything. Um, you see people on the side of the side of the street who are homeless, mm-hmm. um, giving them food. Um, something as little as that um, is you volunteering your time, your money, your effort. Um, Absolutely. But one, I got two more questions for you. Okay. Um, and once again, we I will put in the comments uh, yeah. the app uh, name because I I didn't even know that existed, and that's that's actually it's awesome. The best. Good. Um, when it comes to mental health and mental health services as a social worker, if there was one thing that you could change, um, what would it be? As mental health, as a social worker or as, as, as somebody who, um, helps people, um, Mm -hmm. in their, in their time of times of need. And I believe that's what a social worker does. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's one thing about, I guess you could say the stigma Mm -hmm. about changing it, how can we change it? Um, I think this is where it goes to like, what type of social worker are you? Okay. Okay. Some people come into the space because they were so well off. Yeah. And they just want to give back and help. Right. Right. And sometimes, although it's so kind of you, yeah, that's too much. Mm. Right. It's like, I don't know you. You're in my space. Yeah. It's, uh thank you but no thank you right so some of that is that saver confidence i just really want to help i just want to change your life i want you to be successful and it's removing that attachment of i want to do all these things for you to succeed as in as as a result right instead of as a tool you are the tool right you are going to provide x amount of things to this individual yeah them applying them and using them will determine if they decide to be mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. Like you are the empowerment to their power. Right. You're not giving them power. Right. They have already had that power. Okay. Um and I know that it's a concept that has been slowly trying to be transformed mm-hmm. because that's how you get to burnout. Yeah. Cuz you feel like you're not fulfilling anything yeah that's how you disappoint others who are expecting services and feeling like oh not only do does everyone else think i suck <laughs> you also think i suck right, right i can't do anything right yeah um and then three it's you won't feel like you're making change mm. if you look at it that way like there's still a problem and you're always going to look at it half empty yeah so i i really think really seeing things for what they are um, connecting with individuals and understanding that it's truly it's not a fire unless yeah. it's a fire right if it could wait then it will wait one of the things that i've been taught is that person served was surviving before they met you yeah and they were resilient before they met you right. that doesn't necessarily mean to leave them alone by any by any means right. Right. it just means that you stepping into their world yeah. It's just a stepping stone for their success. Yeah. But they're going to thrive right. with or without you. Hmm. You're not thriving off of them. Right, right. Right? I think that's something that needs to shift. 
Um, I do believe some people are doing great jobs. Other people don't see it that way. They get offended if they're told that or I'm going to volunteer because I want to give back and help transform their life. No, you're volunteering. Right. You're changing that one person's life for that day. Yeah. Yeah. But this this doesn't determine if they go hungry for the next week. Mm. This doesn't yeah. determine if they're still going to experience um, negative holidays because of right. lack of resources yeah. or if they have a job tomorrow. So it's really looking at I'm meeting the need right now yeah. at this moment yeah. with the hope that someone else will meet the other needs. Correct. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know if that's something that's going to happen to all of us. I do. Mm. Again, it's value. It's what you've grown up believing and how yeah. you want to give back. Yeah. Um, or some individuals want to take the space for glory. Mm. And that, ugh, that's... Yeah. There's individuals who either save or others who take advantage of other people's circumstances. One of the biggest hurting, growing pains for me in this space, and not mm. in a good way, is... Seeing people who come from different backgrounds who've struggled forget where they come from. Right, right. And use those who are in those circumstances as a stepping stone to yeah. look like you are saving the world. And thanks to you, right. things are different. Um, I wish there was a way to shift that in the social work space. Yeah. Or in this in this leadership space of social work. Um, and I wish it was more focused on on the people that are being helped Mm. their stories they're sharing their experiences it's nice to be acknowledged i know my strengths and my power yeah um i know i'm a force to be reckoned with and i'm well aware (laughs) about of that right but i will never brag about Mm. it i will highlight i'm i'm humble i will highlight what i'm really good at yeah but i will never say thanks to me this happened um Thanks to me, you were able to have this resource. Like, how dare you? You should be grateful. Right. That's where I believe you shouldn't be in the space. And yeah. I wouldn't call you a social worker. Mm. I, I would question your intentions. Right. Social worker is all about being selfless. Yeah. Obviously setting boundaries and taking care of yourself. But Correct. you're not going to... I'm. My job isn't to move up the ladder, mm-hmm. stepping over yeah. all these people. Right. Just like a, like you should say, like a news reporter, the story is never supposed to be about them. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about other people. Um, That's a good way of putting. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, you kind of answered this a little bit, but what? And I was, I had kind of another question as well. But what type of services and/or resources are there that a lot of people often don't know exist, but are extremely beneficial? And this doesn't have to be just for somebody who's watching this podcast but maybe Mm -hmm. this is for somebody who's watching this podcast that knows somebody who's you know maybe in the city of philadelphia right now who is really struggling there's a lot of resources that people don't know about um so if you're trying to build a resource Mm -hmm. there is community community resources i believe okay and it's a page that's free and has ways of creating programs building Mm. out organizations or intentionally connecting with people that's a resource it's like wow yeah um i want to say that to me depending if if where you're at 211 Mm. is a great resource good 
Um, Three Warm Ones, also a great resource. Mm-hmm. I think it's just different organizations. The point is that they have these resources available to them right. um, to connect with individuals. For those who don't know, also the schools, public schools have so many free resources mm. that people don't know. Um, I know that one example would be was when my house, when my apartment in New York City caught on fire. Mm. Um, I didn't need anger management, but I did need counseling. Okay. And my mom didn't know that there was counseling available. Mm. That is available. It's free. Right. Um, so that's a free resource for anyone that's child is struggling and they can't afford therapy. The schools yeah, do have those services. Right. Huge. Um, what else? There is... Snyder Hockey. Okay. So the best... Snyder Hockey is in the rec center. Okay. Rec centers are so underrated. Hmm. There's a lot of free resources and organizations that are connected to rec centers. Okay. And for those who want to provide services, you can connect to a rec center. If it's a nonprofit or it's something free that you're offering to the community, really? you can use that space. Huh. Um, but also, it could be space to connect and celebrate the community. So right. uplifting people. Um, there is one resource that I wanted to share with you that I think is very helpful uh, for military people. Military mm. One Source is helpful. Okay. There's a lot of things on there. Um, and believe it or not, LinkedIn is helpful for professional people. Mm. Um, Interesting. I would have thought that. I think it's a resource. Mm-hmm. I think it's an underrated resource. It could be a creepy resource depending on who's on it. Yeah. But... Um, there's a lot of people in these spaces that are either therapists mm-hmm. or leaders in nonprofits. They might know someone to connect you with. So if okay. you're a professional, finding yeah. someone on LinkedIn and the resource, you might find something that's helpful in, in LinkedIn. Interesting. Okay. Um, and lastly, as a social worker, mm-hmm. again, it depends on what you're looking at. Right. Right. Um, mental health services, that's one thing. Yeah. Career opportunities. The library is a super underrated resource. Yeah. And I say this every time. It's like veteran services. If you don't use them, they go away. Right. Right? Like it's there for you. Right. Um, The library has computer access to things. They have spaces that you could use and books that you can read. If you can't afford a book and you are trying to improve or change a lifestyle, go to the library. Yeah. Get the book. Right. And or get the book for somebody. Um, and as far as mental health services go with suicide prevention, um, making sure that you're sharing information, there's so much suicide resources out there. Um, I think generally speaking, if you Google it, it is at the palm (laughs) of your hands. Right. Um, I think just for mental health services, I will share just being very mindful of the services you're connecting with yeah. and who's running these organizations, right. um, what their mission statements are, that their values align with yours. Correct. Because anyone can put a nonprofit together. It doesn't mean that it's running it's true. great or yeah. clean. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's that, right? Do your research, but also connect with people who are mindful. Yeah. Instagram. Social media Hashtags huge. now is like extremely huge. You can yeah. find a therapist online. Yeah. Um, through social media. I know one thing I will add about social media. Um, my well being, yes. I know is is very good on on, on Instagram. Um, really good resource. Yeah. 
which is which is huge, especially when it in in the uh, field of mental health. It's definitely an important resource, and yeah. for those again who don't know, every profession that you have, I believe, medical, corporate, social work, city departments, yeah. There are services available to you um, that are free. You just need to know your HR or, or read up on it. Yeah. Um, I think what I will share um, specifically for families in the military or families who are officers who are not officers themselves or veterans themselves, mm-hmm. um, there are tons of resources and ways to help your loved ones mm. um, without really bombarding them. Right. And feeling like you are, because that's what it is. Like, I don't want to pressure. I don't want to know. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is when you finally want to do something, it's too late. Yeah. So yep. I highly encourage, whether you see it as a race or not, get involved. Yeah. Go to these events. Socialize with people. Go to walks. Exactly. You could be helpful to someone just by saying, I see you, or I love you, or, right. hey, let's do this walk together. This is 5K. Yeah probably gonna say this is corny i don't want to do this but you saying i'm doing the suicide walk might prevent someone you love from committing suicide yeah just because they feel seen yeah so it's absolutely on the action absolutely yeah that that is huge um anything you can do to help somebody it's the littlest thing Mm -hmm. and sometimes in life i'm sure somebody out there will realize it's the little things it is it's always the little things that make a significant impact i know um sometimes it's hard and i think a lot of people get scared when someone that they love says you don't understand Mm. yeah um and they immediately run and hide and i hear that i think you feel the pain yeah of it like how dare you feel that way or i'm really trying here and i don't know what else to do and you want to quit yeah um that's what the person wants you to do yeah that's the person wants you to not pry the person wants you to not dig deep because some either they're not in the space to share or yeah they're not mentally feeling well right so what can you do all right well let me read yeah let me connect with a social worker right let me find a friend online or let me let me do some research and maybe it's finding the ways to bring up certain topics right or bringing up um scenarios that are similar to pry someone yeah to connect and get to them you're if you love someone you will always find a way without stressing yourself out right right? like don't stress yourself out when not it's the savior complex like i just want to help you (laughs) okay so let's find the way yeah to help exactly and you you will get there i i know it's hard i i can speak for the military and the police department I'm very fortunate to have a best friend for a partner mm-hmm. and also that we know each other well and we, we're we mentally informed mm-hmm. and we know how mental health works. Right. Other homes are not working that way yeah. and they don't have the, the privilege of having a background in social work or the education, right? right. So it's like, well, I'm not you. Yeah. Okay. Get that. But you care as right. much as I do. So maybe I may not get to your problem, but... Can I be your friend? Can mm. I can I be someone to talk to? And that's the biggest resource to yeah. me is being the available person right. to just listen, to hear, but to also be mindful of your trauma and how much you're able to hear and 
yeah. how much of it you can take, right? right. I right. think on the end for partners that are out there, because I'm speaking from the partner who's receiving, the partner who is sharing or the partner who's not sharing, stop also trying to save your partner mm-hmm. or start the person that you love. I right. don't want to give this stress to you because mm-hmm. right. it's, it's traumatic or it's hard. And what I say to that is you're putting a limitation to someone without even letting them mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. to help. Um, so partners, friends, because I, yeah. I, I shared my partnership, but yeah. just try. Trust right. someone that that you feel has showed you genuine love to open up yeah and vice versa trust that you're able to help someone right by expressing this is what i know this is what i don't know but walk me through that process let's walk through that together yeah um and i think that's the best resource anyone can have good because it's available and i think this is the best way to put it for social workers one of the concerns i've had is well i'm only connecting with these people x amount of hours a week mm. i'm not with them at home so right it could always go out the window mm. for all it's i know tough. yeah right and i think that's the concept where the person at home you matter yeah that that person seeking therapy or your friend yeah. is seeking therapy and you know about it don't mess around with it yeah. don't make them feel like they're less than or don't make them feel like um this is a waste of time. Time, right. Support them. Yeah. Be like, great, I'm so proud of you. How is that going? Or yeah. you want to talk about it? No, great. It's removing this the stigma of let's not share. Mm-hmm. The more you remove it, the, the better of a safer space and the better of a resource you become. Yeah. Don't be the bully, but also don't allow others to be bullied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like bullies. No. Um, <laughs> um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say thank you to Zareda for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure you can tell in the short time that she's been here that she loves to help others. Um, one thing that really stuck with me was giving um, everybody a seat at the table, uh, which is huge. She has a huge heart for other people. Um, I'm blessed to know her. Um, if you are interested in social work, uh, reach out to me. I can get you in contact uh, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing goes for you know the volunteering. And once again, we'll put in the comments um, mm-hmm. those those apps that you you were talking about. Um, on the social is, media, I don't know if that. The, oh, the yeah. app. That I, yeah. Yeah, and then um, we'll. I guess you can share my social, not yes. my personal one, because. Yeah. I'm taking a break from social media That's on a right. personal level. Yes. But I have LinkedIn and okay. any other resources that yeah. can reach and out. People can reach out. I think that would that would be awesome. So thank you. Of course. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Thank you.